Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Property Pros Podcast. I'm Mark Goldwich. I'm Peter LaFramboy. We're public insurance adjusters in Jacksonville, Florida, but we're interested in all things property. Today, we've got a special guest for you. We're speaking with Wanda Franklin. She's president and broker of Heth Realty, Inc. Wanda, how about taking a couple minutes? Tell us about yourself and your company, what you do, what you specialize in. Okay. Um, I got my real estate license back in 1991. Uh, Worked for a couple of the bigger franchises. I purchased Heth Realty in 2008. So now I'm the president owner of Heth Realty. I am one of probably less than 200 MPMs in the United States for master property manager certified. Um, We manage residential and commercial properties all over the Northeast Florida. Very cool. Um, How do you you see the market right now? Um, It's hot. It's a seller's market or a landlord's market. It's the same way if you're renting or selling a property right now. Really hard to find stuff, I guess. I mean, just to give people perspective, if they watch this at a later date, it's the uh, fall of 2021 and we have very, very low interest rates and lots of government money that's been pumped into our economy and not enough houses to go around for our people. To, you know, when you forecast changes in the market, maybe over the coming years, do you see any relief for home buyers or renters? Um. Well, as soon as we can get the supplies into the ports, the construction will, you know, proceed faster. Um, homes that are being turned for rentals, I mean, there's shortage in refrigerators, cabinets, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So it's slowing down the make readies um, for sales or for rentals. I think in 22 the prices are gonna level off a little bit on both sides, sales and rentals. Um, And we should have more inventory by then. Hopefully we'll be over the COVID thing. It'll be behind us. You mentioned the ports. Um, I understand the the ports in Jacksonville are running pretty smoothly. I'm I'm guessing not enough of the supplies of the kind that you're talking about are coming through these ports in Jacksonville. I don't know. I just know refrigerators. It took us a month to get a refrigerator for a tenant. I mean, you know, if you're a tenant and trying to deal with that, it's not an easy um, thing. But I don't I don't know where the appliances, I guess the parts are coming from overseas. So what they're manufacturing here in the States, they can't get the parts for. I heard last week AC units are starting to catch up to the appliances. So, you know, winter coming, they're going to need heat. So I, I've, I can see that coming in the near future. Wow, that's, uh, that's kind of amazing to think about it like that. I kind of wonder if you can go get a used uh, refrigerator, but I guess it's just like cars that are just getting bought up and you're having trouble even finding those or? Yes. Wow. So it just leads one one to another. How's the uh, how's the property management side of things? Um, we have one rental on the market. 
and we normally average about 10. So as soon as it hits the market, it's gone. A lot of them are taking them without even looking at them, especially if they're from out of town. Wow. And are, I mean, prices, the monthly rent rolls that you're getting, just what percentage wise increase are we starting to see on the stuff that you manage or maybe some of your competition does? Um, I just got some statistics last week on the historic area, San Marcos, Springfield, Riverside area. They're renting for $2.28 a square foot, which is probably double what it was a year and a half ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Make it's it difficult for, for, for some folks to even be able to afford rent. Yes. Um, I've got, I had a HUD tenant um, that is having to move and he can't find anything in his voucher um, amount in a one bedroom apartment. So right now he's currently staying in a hotel, the, one of those weekly things until he can find something. And I tried to explain to him, there's nothing out there in that price range. There's, it's just not there. I don't know what they're gonna do with the tenants that need assistance and affordable housing. Why do you think maybe the local governments need to increase the voucher amounts to keep pace with current market prices? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe I was at a, I was at a property yesterday um, and it's an older, older home, not in a great neighborhood. And he was renting out to more than one person in, in this property. I, I didn't get into how much he was, he, what he was charging for rent, but whatever it was, it was probably too much. Um, it just, it was not an appealing property, but I'm guessing there are a lot of, you know, they're not property managers. They just own this second mm -hmm. property and, and they're renting out one or multiple rooms to whoever can afford it. Yeah. See, we, we do single family residents. So we, we don't like roommate situations <laughs> too much of a revolving door there. Right. Well, this was a single family residence, mm -hmm. you know, but it has multiple bedrooms and <laughs> he's going to fill them up. He even oh. had a, an in-law quarters, uh, which what used to be a detached garage was converted into a, uh, into a living space and has got somebody living in there as well. Wow. Good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's interesting that you said that. So the, those neighborhoods that you mentioned, you said that the price per square foot in terms of the rental rates has pretty much doubled in a year over year basis. What about some of our other neighborhoods? I mean, I see if I go look up a particular house, I can see what Zillow says that it should rent for. And then if you go to realtor.com, you can see what that should rent for. And what is it? There's another site called Rentometer or something like that. that I think so. So how does... I mean, when you're pricing and you're, I think you're asking permission from the people that own the homes. What? Correct. So what are the people that own the homes just saying, push it as far as you can push it and see what sticks kind of a thing? Yep. They say, well, um, we had a house in Argyle um, just last month, 
the last tenant paid, I want to say $1,195. So the owner said, let's try $1,500. We got it. Don't even get me started. I, I, I can't believe I let my place go. So we only increased the rent on the tenants $35 a month. And I'm killing <laughs> myself. Like I could have charged 500 extra dollars a month. They would have moved out, but somebody else would have taken it. It's a great little house and a nice. And they would have paid it. Yeah. yeah. Been happy. 100%. 100%. Gosh. I had um, one of a uh, friend of a friend type situation and they sold their house because they could maximize the dollar for it right now. And um, they can't find a place to live. They had to move in with family. They couldn't find a rental. They couldn't get a house to buy fast enough, you know, because they hit the market and they're gone. Very, very few stay on more than three or four days. Kind of, kind of a, it's cuts both ways, certainly, right? You're maximizing your dollar if you sell, but you have nowhere to go if you get out of it. You almost yep. have to buy first yep. and then go back and sell if you can afford to do that. So what advice would you have for people out there that are either one, trying to find your business and find your inventory? What are they doing to get something? To um, increase or to buy properties? No, let's, let's use, let's, uh, let's talk about from the investment side. If I'm selling oh. my home or I have a house, I mean, and I need somebody like you to help me manage that property. What, what do I need to know or what advice do you give them in today's climate? Um, to maximize your dollar, you need to hire a professional property manager or a realtor um, to handle that investment for you. One, you have too many landlord laws that you can get in trouble with if you don't know the law. And a lot of those investors are not from Florida or not from Duval County. So um, they can get in a lot of trouble. And then where are their eyes and ears for the property? Our vendors that we use are all licensed, insured, and bonded. They're also our eyes and ears for protection of that owner and the property. Eyes and ears, meaning like going inside the homes. Yeah, when they go coming. in for a repair, you know, they might not have put that bulldog away for them. But when we go in to inspect, mm -hmm. that dog's not there. So our vendors know to look for those kinds of things. Oh, and then they, they don't they, think about. Yeah. They give you the feedback. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. They're right in the ears. Yeah. Wanda, um, how many, how many folks do you have working with you? How many, how many homes under management? Tell us a little bit more about half. Oh, okay. We got about 200 properties that we manage on a monthly basis. Uh, I have a full-time bookkeeper, full-time maintenance coordinator, three property managers, and two full-time sales agents. Okay. The sales agents for buying and selling of homes, like when one of your investors wants to yes. sell the home, then you're listing that home. And right. it's part of your contract when somebody... Yep. They do the sale side of the business. And then property managers do the um, rental side of the business. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I know um, our office manager here was recently looking uh, to buy and she went through, she's also a, a licensed realtor herself. And she went through multiple 
um, multiple deals where uh, she she came in with an offer that was a good bit over asking price mm-hmm. and was was doing it in, in, in at least one case before the home was even on the market listed officially on the market because she's she knows enough people and uh, she got tipped off to this thing but several of them had such issues with um, with sellers not disclosing problems and she had issues with inspections failing, uh, especially on pools on two of them had had failure issues. Um, I, I, I know that's that, that's got to be a big thing right now. They're getting maximum dollar and they, they may not be um, letting people know and disclosing all of the all of the issues that may be going wrong with the property. How do you how do you. How do you, as a as a broker, avoid that and property manager? We always require the buyers to do a home inspection, and um, the home inspection is generally going to reveal any of those underlying problems that the seller's not going to tell you. For the most part, they should, but sometimes they won't. They don't have to fill out that seller's disclosure. Um, we'd like for them to because it gives us something to go on. But the inspection, the home inspection is going to be their best tool. I've seen um, sales contracts come in 50,000 over asking price. Yeah. And and, um, when you say home inspection, you mean a full-blown home inspection, not a a four-point home inspection, which I saw recently. Yeah. No, full inspection. That way they go in the attic, they go under the house, they, you know, they do a good job. That's money well spent up front. Yeah. And how does that? A lot of people don't realize when I bought my house, it was new construction and I'm a realtor. I bought my house, it was new construction and I didn't do a home inspection. I should have. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I should have, you know. There was a few yeah. things that we found after we got moved in, a home inspection would have found them. So, you know, yeah, in the case that Mark was bringing up, I, the home inspectors, I don't think know much about pools. So, that part, it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been. Able, and in her case, she had to have separate uh, pool inspection companies go out, which in her case was smart to do it because it would have cost her tens of thousands of dollars had she not caught Yeah, it. same thing with like septic tanks and wells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want a separate inspection for those? Yeah, it costs her. I mean, she spent she spent a good bit of money, and this is on again on multiple properties. And she she hired an engineer for one pool inspector, regular home inspector. She hired a separate electrical inspector to to, to be certain of the electrical. Um, but and, and that's a lot of money out of her pocket on a on a deal that fell through. Uh, let alone on one that would have gone, you know, help it go through and, and you know, uh, save her money that way. But it, here, um, you know, the, that money is gone and she doesn't even get the, you know, the property. Yeah, well, think about it on the other side. If she hadn't have done all those inspections and moved in. Right. <laughs> yeah. She was looking at, in one case, she was looking at thirty to $50,000 in, in needed repairs. Oh, wow. 
So, you know, she's obviously, she's, she's glad she did it. And uh, think about all the people who, who wouldn't do that. Yeah, in a seller's market, they don't want to do those repairs. You're taking it as is. Right, yeah. and I don't blame them, actually, considering where we're at <laughs> with the inventory. Um, you know, I don't know if we discussed this earlier, but uh, tell me a little bit more about the home warranty stuff that you guys are involved with. Okay, so on a sales transaction, I highly recommend home warranty to help out the buyer. However, if it's an investment property and the agents are recommending the investors to do home warranties, think about it. It's not your property and it doesn't affect you if the home warranty doesn't get there for three days, just the tenant. So the tenant's the one that's being inconvenienced. Um, if it's your property and it takes them three days to get there, oh, well, not a big deal. But when a tenant's paying good money every month for a property with all the um, extras and they don't have that for a week or a refrigerator for a month, you know, that's what we deal with on a daily basis right now, especially through the COVID thing. It's tough. You, so you're pushing, do you require the home warranties to be taken out? No. Okay. Not on the rental side, no. We do recommend it on the buyer side, but it's really left up to the buyer. Okay, what's you have any kind of many cases like a worst case scenario where that really would have helped? Um, the home warranty would have helped um, when you got to replace an AC and you've done regular maintenance on it, then the home warranty will cover that replacement. Um, refrigerator, if the refrigerator goes out, they'll usually cover the cost of replacing it. But they too need to upgrade their prices on the inventory because a thousand dollar refrigerator two years ago is not a thousand dollars this year. So everything's going up. So they may have to pay a little bit of a difference, but it still covers the majority of it. Yeah. You find the home warranty companies are easy to work with? There's a couple that are very easy and there's a couple that are very difficult. Yeah. I, I would think so. It'd be, it'd be similar to dealing with insurance companies, home warranty companies, I imagine would be very similar. Yeah. So with a home warranty and an investment property, so now instead of three people in that equation, now you've got four people in that equation because you've got to get approval and, you know, schedule. And I don't know their vendors, so they won't go in a vacant property. They won't pick up a key. So, you know, the property managers are having to let them in. If the tenants can't take off work to give them access, yeah, it's... Investment properties, no home warranties. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Well, Wanda, we appreciate your taking the time with us today. Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like uh, people to know about uh, either your company or the industry um, and how they, can, how they can reach you online, whether website, social media, telephone, anything that you want to give out so folks can reach you? Okay, so you can visit our website at 
www.pethrealty.com. Um, our office number is 904-387-6433. And you can text or call that number. All right. Well, thanks, Juana. We really appreciate your insight today. And folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Property Pros Podcast. If you're interested in more episodes, you can check us out on Facebook at Property Pros Podcast or on our YouTube page by the same name. Until next time, we'll see you later. And thanks for tuning in.